Welcome to the Fearless Women Podcast. We're inspiring conversations for the unafraid. I'm Janice McDonald, founder of The Beacon Agency, author, and global champion for women. Why am I making this show? Because I want to share the inspiring stories of women leaders in business, arts and culture, politics, and more with all of you. Hear how they've chosen to go forward and be bold and make the world a better place, even when it wasn't easy to do. Subscribe now wherever you find podcasts. Hey, everybody, I'm Janice McDonald. Welcome to the Fearless Women podcast. Guess what? I have a new book coming out on March 3rd. It's called Fearless, Girls with Dreams, Women with Vision. It's a collection of 80 inspiring true stories and includes my next guest, Sanjita Patel. You've seen her beautiful smile on magazine covers, on TV, and on the red carpet in Hollywood. She's educated as an engineer. She's the host of HGTV's Home to Win and on-air personality with ET Canada. Welcome, Sanjita. Oh, my God. Thank you for inviting me. I think I need that intro all the time. Every morning when I wake up, I need that intro. (laughs) And our fearless listeners, we know you're listening from all around the world, including USA, Ireland, UK, Australia, and so many more countries. So thank you. Now, please show me and now Sanjita some love by going online. Pre-order your copy of Fearless by Janice McDonald at Amazon or Chapters. And hey, spread the word. All right, Sanjita, let's talk about being trained as an engineer and then working as a TV personality. This is a dazzling duo. You've got a whole world of possibilities. How did you decide which career path to follow? Oh, Janice, that's uh, how much time do you have? (laughs) All day for you. All day. (laughs) All day. Uh, Yes, it's it's a funny story. You know, I was a very ambitious kid. And uh, I remember in my high school year, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I learned about something called engineering. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I did love math and science. That's that's where my core of my subjects were in high school. And um, so I learned there's this program where you can actually still do science and math. And I I thought, okay, why not? And I learned that it was only men going into engineering. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to prove that wrong. And I decided to apply for it. Uh, My uncle who said, well, you know, you are a girl, maybe you shouldn't be entering engineering. You should try something else that's more uh, fitted for you. And when he said that to me, (laughs) and that was it, I wanted to go into an engineering program. Just just to prove my uncle wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He made it happen. But at the same time, as I applied for university, I applied for uh, journalism and engineering. And my dad kind of sat me down and said, well, where are you going to make a living? Where are you going to have a good life? And that was engineering. So I got in, I got a a year scholarship in both programs. And I still said, I'm going to go with engineering. And it was probably the best uh, thing I've ever done is to stay in engineering because I learned so much about learning uh, to think in a 3D world. And so engineering was the perfect fit. It was very difficult. I think it was um, 10 girls out of 80 men that graduated mm-hmm. in my year and uh, us 10 kind of stuck together and made it happen. And uh, here we are. I got my PNG after that. And that means working as an engineer for five years. And you do this class where you learn how all the theories about being safe. And so you get your PNG and I got my ring and I wear it every day now that I don't even practice as an engineer. Yeah, so incredible. And not easy to do. Not only is the program demanding, but as you highlighted, uh, the numbers are still low for women in that discipline. And, uh, you know, being outnumbered certainly makes it harder. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that was part of the the whole thing was proving that women can do it. And I, I like the idea that the numbers are going up in a lot of different engineering programs, but electrical engineering, there isn't still a lot of women in it. And hopefully that changes soon. Yeah. Well, you are a shining example. And I remember years ago when we were on a panel together and you spoke about uh, your pathway as a woman in tech and engineering and, mm-hmm. you know, being being a role model is so important. So we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But you're also a role model uh, for a whole bunch of other things. Let's talk about fitness, how you're a <laughs> role model for healthy living with seriously inspiring workouts. Uh, you know, that kettleball thing you were doing. and I mean, this is next level. And I see your daughter's doing it with you. This is incredible. So what really inspired you? You've always been fit, but what inspired you to take it to this whole next level? It's That's a really good question because I think, you know, when you become a mom, Uh, you kind of lose yourself who you are. Your identification is being redefined as a mother. And Mm -hmm. we don't learn about taking care of ourselves. We learn about taking care of the child. But what about you? And I think that's when I kind of fell into... I don't want to say clinically depressed, but I went through depression. I was very sad. I couldn't find my way back. And and here I am just at home with my my daughter, and I, I felt so lost. And one day, it was this my second child. I was in the car and I was crying. I, I left my my daughter at home with my husband, and I went for this drive. And I had French fries with me, and I was just <laughs> not feeling well. And I stopped at a place called CrossFit. And she knew I wasn't doing well when I walked in. And she goes, "Let's let's try some weights." And the uh, the feeling, Janice, was mm-hmm. just incredible. This moment was about me just focusing on getting this weight up. That's all it was about. Nothing else mattered with me at that point. It was just me trying to get this weight up. And since then, I've been doing CrossFit and I love it because it's an hour of not thinking about anything else. All the noise disappears. It's just me and this barbell and making this moment happen. And it's such a great feeling. And that fitness angle, I started doing it on Instagram about six years ago and I started the hashtag Fitness Tuesday. And, And it was just a way to inspire other women because it changed my life. And I was hoping it would change at least one person's perspective on doing fitness and taking care of yourself. And when I started that, I didn't know the impact it was going to have on women. There's a thing called uh, direct message on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I did not know about that. Until <laughs> you got overwhelmed. I, had, <laughs> I got overwhelmed with all these messages. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful to see these South Asian women who don't think about fitness that way. It's just the taboo in the culture. And now they're stepping up to do it because of this this little video I put up on, on Tuesdays. And one woman really got... I got her she there was this one woman who would email me and direct message me about losing 40 pounds mm. and so we kind of went through this process together I don't know who she is but every week we would connect and, and the fact that she was inspired to even start moving made such a big difference to me and it helped her mentally and physically so that's why I continue fitness Tuesday my kids love doing fitness as well my husband's into CrossFit so it's really a family thing but it's part of my schedule it's not even a a question it's something I do every day almost I love it you've made it non-negotiable and yeah and as a result so let's talk about profile you were on many magazine covers I travel uh, the world a lot I'm in the airport Uh, there's always a day that you're on a magazine cover (laughs) 
Shape Magazine. You've been called one of Canada's most beautiful. You've worked with L'Oreal and so many other impressive brands. I also know that you're uh, kind and lovely, which now everybody listening, well, they already knew that, but now they know for sure. But how does it feel to see yourself in this way when you're standing, you know, <laughs> walking oh, like I do and see yourself on a magazine like that cover? It's crazy. I still don't believe that every time it happens, I'm just in shock and I'm just in awe of it actually happening and putting a South Asian woman on strong magazine. That's unheard of. Yeah. Um, and and, and that's, I didn't think I was getting the cover. I thought it was, uh, we're doing something inside a magazine. So when I found out it was happening, it just blew my mind. It's a fitness magazine and it's me. That's on the cover. <laughs> it's crazy. But, I, you know, it's it's just beautiful that people are changing the way they create their magazines and kind of representing what's happening in Canada and to be 40 and to be asked to be a cover girl is just, I still to this day don't understand how that happened and, and to be able to give that, get that platform where I can use my voice to make a difference. Um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So I get excited every time, even when I see it at the airport, if I'm at uh, <laughs> yeah. chapters, I'm like, kids, look, it's your mom. <laughs> and they're like, Oh God. Um, but you know, it, it, it is, it is, I celebrate it every time. And, and I, it's just, I, I'm always shocked by it. Yeah. yeah. But it's so important to your point to see all the ways that uh, women are beautiful. And it's, I think it's so lovely. So let's talk about something else, mm-hmm. The Rock. Okay. We all <laughs> love The Rock and you have a special friendship with him. Tell us more. And of course, you know, so many other big Hollywood celebs like Tom Cruise and other big names. Everybody yeah. sees you and they, they give you sugar on the red carpet. So, but take us back to The Rock. How, how did that happen? So The Rock was an inspiration to me even before I met him, just the way he mm-hmm. does fitness, the way it's part of his life, the way he just go, go, go. You know, he's one of the stars that I just kind of thought, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. It was <laughs> that kind of attitude. He was such, such an inspiration to me. Um, and then one day it was at the Golden Globes, and I think this was five years ago, he was walking by, and I yell out, push-ups, push-ups, and he <laughs> knew exactly who I was. <laughs> and he came over and held my hand, and he says, you still can't handle it. Like, I've, I've been trying to challenge him to do fitness with me for many, many years. <laughs> and since that day, like, I see him maybe twice a year, and uh, we DM each other now, and, uh, you know, he, he follows me, and so sometimes he surprises me. He's like, I saw your Christmas. Christmas tree is so beautiful. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, what do you mean you saw my Christmas tree? And, and he catches me off guard and he's just the most humble guy. And he's, he's very friendly to every single person that's out there. He will remember you. And, and he's just, he's just, he's just so sweet. And so every time I see him, it's like catching up with a friend. I know he's the biggest star in the world, but he takes the time to message me back and, and know what's going on in my life too. So it's just the sweetest thing. He knows the names of my kids, which wow. is so beautiful. That is. Do you think that's uh, because of his Canadian roots with his Canadian father who he just lost recently? That's right. I think it's it's just him being Canadian and he's just the nicest guy. And, you know, he started a company called Seven Bucks Production. And the reason it's called Seven Bucks is because at one point in his life, he only had seven bucks. Wow. And look at him where he is now. So if you think about that, I think that's what keeps him so grounded is knowing where he comes from. And and I think I just love the way he relates that to everything he does. And uh, yeah, he's he's the sweetest guy in the world. And he makes you feel special when you're with him. He's He pays attention to what you're saying. So uh, yeah, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, 
Hi. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, he's love you. he is. It's incredible when you think back to his earlier days playing in the CFL and to your point now he is the biggest star in the world and uh it is yeah. truly uh inspiring when you, when you think about, you know, that anything's possible and he's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um how do you prepare for big interviews or, you know, like uh big events? Do you have any practical tips that others could use to get ready for something big? at work for them. Yeah. Be prepared. Uh, I have a passion for doing interviews. I love doing interviews. I love sitting down with people and telling their stories, sharing their stories. And that goes further than just writing questions down. So when I sit down with you, I think of you as my best friend, even if it's for four minutes, you and I have known each other for years and I do a lot of research on them. And sometimes they fall into this vortex of so much information. And I sit back and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But the thing is, you go in with questions and they may say something that could lead in a whole different direction. And I wait for those moments. Um, And recently, I feel like people are willing to talk more about their lives. People want that raw conversation. They want to be able to share their story in a different way that we've never seen before. The last few interviews I've done, I did one with Mae Musk and she talked about her abuse Uh, when she was in a relationship with Elon Musk's dad. Uh, Lily Reinhardt talks about her depression and dealing with it every single day. I talked to singer Love, who's also dealing with clinically being depressed. And this is conversations you don't hear often. I just talked to Gord Sinclair today, Mm -hmm. and we talked about Gord Downey today. It was his birthday yesterday. And just getting that feeling from him of wanting to make music. And he he was telling his truth why he's making a solo album is because he loves music so much. So getting that that message out to fans and people who are listening is so important to me. So I prepare on a level that I don't even know how to explain. I'd be at it for a few hours and I just keep going and going until I feel like you're my friend. I love that. That is really practical uh, that anybody can use Mm -hmm. that practice, 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 like get, get ready for whatever that big event, anything else that you would add to that because you keep, finding yourself in bigger in front of bigger and bigger audiences. Is there something, you know, aside from pinching yourself so that you actually enjoy the moment, <laughs> but you know, is there anything else that, that you're doing Sanjita to kind of say, all right, this is a big moment. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because that's my biggest goal this year is to be able to slow down, live the moment, take it in, you know, be happy with what's in your life. There's, you know, I, we're, I think we're just so ambitious. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. So we just keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, but just taking a moment to appreciate what's in your life. And like you said, the magazines, I've never really just like, I'm like, okay, I'm in a magazine. Great. Yay. But the, the essence of what that means, right. For, for me to be on a cover like that at this age and being a representation of young South Asian women, like I have to take that in and I don't do that enough. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do is take that moment and enjoy it and just be still for a second. And so that's the big thing for me in 2020. Love that. That's inspiring. Take it in, right? Actually enjoy that (laughs) moment, slow it down. What about the 10 year old you? What was that girl like? Where were you living? What were you into? I know you had bows in your hair. I saw that in the book, that cute (laughs) picture of you, but what, uh, what, what were you like? Yeah. 
I was a very ambitious kid all my life. I think I've been very ambitious at 10. I was dancing. I was in sports. I was out and about and I tried everything and anything. I was, I remember taking my dad's VCR apart to kind of see what was happening inside. And he wasn't very happy with that, but I had <laughs> you may not have put it together that. the same way <laughs> or maybe yeah, you did, it didn't work. <laughs> but I learned there was stuff inside. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I was that kid. I was a very happy kid. I was, you know, my parents didn't have the greatest uh, in terms of finance. We weren't, we weren't rich. We we struggled. My parents were first immigrants to Canada, but I got to see my parents work so hard and what they did for us. And I appreciated that even at the age of ten, uh, what the value was of what they were doing for us here, being here in Canada. And I still thank them to this day of what they have done. So at the age of ten, I kind of took that environment around me and took that in and kind of learned what it means to work hard. Uh, I did everything on my own, even at the age of ten, trying to figure out certain things like the VCR. And and anything, I would start learning to cook for myself. It was all of that. So I was a very ambitious kid, and I think I'm still that ambitious kid. Yeah, your schedule alone <laughs> proves that. <laughs> what about though? Uh, you mentioned so having immigrant parents. What did that, if anything, do for you in terms of perspective? Did you have a sense of other or was belonging? Um, you know, like what, what was kind of that relationship to community and and how you felt? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, when my parents came to this country, I know it was difficult for them. They had, there was four of us, my brother, my sister, and uh, my younger sister. And, you know, when you see my mom working two jobs, my dad coming home late, my mom still working at home, uh, cooking and cleaning, we saw the struggle and they were doing this for us. Like this was Mm -hmm. all for us, making better life. They could have had a great life in India, but they came here to give us more opportunities and and, and a bigger life. And I appreciate that, especially now in my 40s. I appreciate it even more when I see my parents. I try to see them every weekend. And, you know, that gift of understanding what hard work is and and understanding what it takes to make it happen. uh, I can't pass that on to my kids. My kids were brought brought up in a world there right. they have privileges right how do i teach that to my kids it's a very difficult thing to do it's we can give them everything they want my parents didn't i started working at a young age as well as starting to take care of myself i paid myself through university i did not ask my parents for that mm-hmm. so for me i learned from them what it means to achieve your goals and so you know they were they were the best mentors the best teachers i've ever had in my life and um, hopefully I could teach some of that to my kids as well. Well, your work ethic alone uh, is a gift for your kids, for sure. Oh, yeah. But it's true. Thank you. It's true. Tell me about a time you were fearless. Ooh, fearless. Uh, when I jumped into the water? No. <laughs> I have a fear water. Well, then that is. Tell me more. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like water. I don't like open water. I don't like the ocean. Uh, anything where I can't touch the ground. I'll tell you why uh, this is weird for me, Sanjita, because why? you look so good in a bikini. I would think that you would be <laughs> basically <laughs> at the beach 24-7 or certainly at the pool anyways. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I actually jumped into the water because of my kids. I actually got in and I panicked and I got back on the boat, but I actually got in and I swam in, where was it? It was in in France. It was in South of France. And I got into the water and, uh, I'm like, nope, I'm good. And I got back up, but I did face my fear. So I did get in. Well, you know what? We all have stuff, right, that we're pushing ourselves to do. Absolutely. What's your advice for ambitious women? 
What's my advice for ambitious women? Keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in this world of social media, in a world where you are judged consistently every single day, um, and there's people who are trying to take you down or people who are making it harder for you, stay ambitious, keep going. Um, and that's sometimes difficult because we just sometimes want affirmation of what we're doing, and sometimes you're not going to get that. But Stay on your journey and stay on your, stay where you want to go with your goal and stick to it. So you have a public life and you're recognizable. How do you handle the criticism that inevitably comes your way? Certainly you mentioned social, you know, there's a lot of keyboard courage and it's often directed at women. So what do you do about that? If anything? That's so interesting. You use the word keyboard courage. That's very interesting. Um, It's not easy. And I think that's just human nature. We kind of focus on the negativity. You have all this positive and then you get this one negative comment or just something that's just not going your way and you start focusing on that. Uh, I think it was last year when someone pointed out my um, uh, loose skin on my stomach and I focused on that that. and I was like, this is yeah. And I thought, and it hurt so much because it was someone that wasn't just a troll because this person commented before yeah. on a lot of different things. So it wasn't a troll. It was someone who actually made the effort to make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I pointed it out. And then I thought, why did I give this attention? Mm-hmm. Why did I even look at this? Right. Um, but it's almost having that conversation that we don't have to deal with it. But I felt liberating after I did put it out there that, you know, this person isn't going to win. Um, but it's not easy. And I think it's just human nature, but it's, it's making sure you let that go. Um, there's so much more out there. There's, you can use your voice in so many different ways, but with that, you just have to have a, I guess a thicker skin, especially in this industry where you just can't let everything get to you, which is easier said than done. But I do something that's the, the gratitude method in the morning where Mm -hmm. I say three things that I'm really grateful for. So I don't wake up with any of that noise. So it's a practice that I do and it helps a great deal because I wake up in the morning thinking, you know, that I have the universe, that I have my family and my kids, they're healthy. And I have to find two other things that were positive from the day before that sometimes takes a little bit of work, but those are the things I do. I try to find out what, what is my gratitude? And, and that's been really helpful for me for the last year or so. Uh, and it's a great practice. It's a great way to put your mentality and your positivity in a different direction than thinking of the negativity. That's so beautiful. And it's so practical. And I, I love that you've highlighted that because there's so much research around the uh, transformative power of gratitude and to start your day mm-hmm. focusing in, in the right way is so grounding too. So I think that's uh, that's such a helpful takeaway for everybody. Who do you turn yeah. to when you need support? Who's who's your number one fan? Oh, I think my husband. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I didn't want to. Yes, he's he's a pretty remarkable guy. He really is. He's just he's so calm. He's so sane and like he just makes logical sense. Sometimes I just want to strangle him because he's so (laughs) logical. You know, he's the one who says don't uh, email or text or do anything when you're emotional. Sit with it for a few hours before responding. And it's such a great, such great advice. And he's just, he's always there for me no matter what it is. And, and he just puts everything in perspective. And aside from my husband is my sisters. They're just incredible. They're, they keep me humble. They pick on my pimples. 
you know, I'm able to be real with them. And that's so important to have people like that in your life. I have a really good friend as well who's always just sitting there kind of listening to what I have to say. And I'm not very good with putting my emotions out there in terms of talking about what's going on in my life mm-hmm. but to have them. It's, it's, it's great. But my husband, he's just, he's my best friend and uh, he's everything. He's everything. It's such a great reminder to, to make sure that you have that tribe of support around you because when you want to be mm-hmm. ambitious and when you want to chase those big goals, you really do need a place where you can find some safe Harbor. So great advice there too. Final yeah. question for you, Sangeeta. What is mm-hmm. your dream for Canada? Uh, I think we are living the dream. We are living in such a great country right now. Um, I feel safe here. I feel this, you know, my parents coming to this country to be able to give me the opportunities that I have now. Um, I'm living the dream. I'm living the Canadian dream. And I hope other people who come into this country will get to do the same thing. It's a beautiful dream for Canada. Wow. So she's magazine cover. She's on TV. She's on the red carpet in Hollywood. She's educated as an engineer. She's the host of HGTV's Home to Win on-air personality with ET Canada. Frankly, a, a beautiful inspiration for young girls everywhere. Thank you so much, Sanjita Patel, for joining me today on the Fearless Women podcast. Thank you for being fearless as well, Janice. Aw, thanks again. Thanks for listening. We want our community to grow. Tell your friends, follow us on Instagram, and sign up for our newsletter at fearlesswomenpodcast.com to get the early scoop. Thanks again to our amazing sponsors, 30% Club Canada, BDC, Lockheed Martin, and Export Development Canada. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or in your favorite app. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. I'm Janice McDonald. Stay fearless. Thank you to the 30% Club Canada for your support of the Fearless Women podcast. The 30% Club believes that gender balance on boards and in senior management not only encourages better leadership and governance, but diversity further contributes to better all-around board performance and ultimately increased corporate performance for both companies and their shareholders. Want to learn more? Visit their website, 30percentclub.org, and select the Canada chapter to find out about membership, supporters, and key resources. Thank you to Export Development Canada, the international risk experts, for your support of the Fearless Women podcast. Supporting Canadian companies of all sizes succeed on the world stage. EDC takes your worries away and helps you grow your business with confidence. When your business has no borders, neither does your potential. Find out more at edc.ca slash women in trade. Thank you to BDC, the bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, for your support of the Fearless Women podcast. We love smart companies that want to amplify women's voices. For more information, go to bdc.ca slash women.